Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com nebraska preps post game with damon benning and jacob padilla that's the big voice guy that means i enjoy the show because that means a lot of things it means it means it means it means it means i'll just keep saying that over and over again that means that i get to see my guy jp this week i'm it's all (laughs) i can do to put off nba talk i'm just gonna try to stay focused and Focus on high school, but oh, it's been kind of a busy week. Um, golly, nice. like where do we start? Yeah, nice. let's dive into it. So. WS um, beat Millard South. Uh, well, Cooper did what he could. Uh, Nineteen points at five threes. Coming off a good two weeks. Yeah, um, but just not quite enough firepower to keep up with the, the Thunderbirds who won by twenty there. Um, Josiah Dosler, fifteen, five and five. Jacob Rowe, fourteen. Uh, Isaiah McMorris, 12, like they just, they, they've got uh, a lot of guys that can hurt you. Um, and, and then the final quarterfinal there was Omaha Central. They pulled out a, a game against Boys Town. And uh, best, Medilla Den, we've seen him play quite a bit. Best game that he's played, I think I've ever seen him play. He had uh, 22 and 16. How about the style of playing with his strengths, though, too? The more open that game got, the better he was. Well, and uh, boys down playing zone, um, that, that creates opportunity. He's a guy that's not going to create his own shot, but he can catch and shoot over the top really well. And if you're not there with him on the catch, he's got the touch to, to put the ball in. So um, he got a lot of those opportunities where he's able to either go get a rebound and finish or to catch it in the little like face-up 10-foot range, 6-foot range, and put the ball in at 7-2. That, uh, no, you just yeah. don't see that a ton. No. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely a guy that – is going to get an asterisk in the game plan. Well, in Central, you look, they're one of the bigger teams. They are anywhere. And, I mean, they play, the starting lineup, they start essentially like two power forwards and two centers with uh, uh, with a lot of these lineups with uh, Elijah Wayne, who's a sophomore. They're going to have to do it on the defensive end. Devin Holman, who's a junior, uh, transferred from Omaha South. And then um, Caleb Pyfrom, who has played really well. I, I've been really impressed. Um, with what he's done. So, yeah, offensive tackle for them, son of Lyman Pyfram, who played uh, basketball at Creighton. He's uh, really started, he's developed some good moves, some uh, soft touch. Um, he wasn't quite ready to, to help them last year, but um, like you start him next to uh, the Deng with Holman, who's kind of a power forward out on the wing. Like they've, they've got a lot of size out there. Um, so, it was a good win for them. Malachi Washington has been an absolute monster basically every single game I've seen at 22 and 11 himself, three blocks. 
Deshaun Gomes. And he's got the green light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's hitting some pull-up jumpers. He did get injured uh, in Monday night's way. He kind of helped out. But from what I heard, it's not serious. He's kind of banged his knee. So hopefully he's all right. Uh, but Deshaun Gomes in that game gave them a chance. He had 27 points, went 6-10 from three. And that's a deal for Boys Town right now. Obviously, with a guy like Malachi in C1, you're going to have a chance every single night. He's going to put up some monster numbers. They need the guard play to go with it. And from what I've seen of them, they've got a handful of guys that are capable. They've just been each game, it's somebody different, and the other guys maybe struggle a little bit. So if they can find some consistency in the backcourt to go with Malachi, they're going to be a tough out in that class. He's a tough guard. The, the other um, standout I'll note is another fresh tough cover of some like this. <laughs> Deshaun Prince for Benson in their consolation game. 22 points, 8 to 10 shoot, and hit four threes. He, he uh, didn't have any assists, but he had some really nice passes that should have been assists. Um, and uh, it seems like he's kind of becoming more and more comfortable the more he plays with them. Obviously, football um, got the offer from, from Nebraska now, but he can really play basketball. And he's just well. a likable kid. He's a fantastic athlete. And, and I was joking with him all weekend uh, at UBT. I said, I was. Just messing with about the confidence from the exposure in seven on seven this summer, and football seems to have really crept into basketball because he's becoming more than just a good athlete. Yeah, and so he's yeah, super kid. This this twenty twenty six class has a chance to be uh, pretty impressive, and again, we're seeing a lot of them play already. Um, so the the other semi will be central uh, against Bellevue West. So. Um, that's kind of the final four there that will continue uh, tomorrow. Um, checked out a couple other uh, events last week. Started uh, at Crane Prep, uh, the, the Prep Boys Town shootout, I think. Formerly the uh, the Starby shootout. Um, I think they kind of took over running that um, deal. Obviously, uh, Coach Feekin um, has uh, a lot to, to deal with himself, so I'll kind of pass that off, from, I, I think, because that's normally when that is. But um, it's kind of bounced around, saw a bunch of games at Prep, probably – the, uh, there were a few good games. Probably the best game I saw was Central and Lincoln Northeast. Um, Northeast had a shot at the buzzer, and uh, Porter Basel drove in, uh, sucking the defense, kicked it across. Um, and uh, a younger guy for Northeast started to win, and Medell came out of nowhere and swatted that thing at the buzzer, didn't even get a real shot at the time. So Northeast held on by one behind 21 points, seven boards, four steals, and two blocks from Porter Basel. And if he's playing like that, they've yeah. got a real chance. Because they haven't yeah. that looked like the Porter Basil from early on last season when Northeast got off to that 6-0 yeah. start and we thought he was going to be the guy. Yeah. And so if they can get that kind of order to go with Jalen Lang, he's a really solid point guard. Christian Wind it hasn't been playing with them recently. Um, he'll be back on this uh, 6-5 wing that can score the ball. Um, so they'll have a chance to kind of try to figure out the, the back half of their rotation this month. Um but uh, one of the best performances I saw was Joey Richel, 20 points, 6-10 from three. Uh, sounds like he had another big uh, uh, shooting game on Monday in the, the varsity league. Uh, when, he, he when, you, when you look at him offensively, where do you think his greatest consistency lies? Uh, I mean, just with his ability to get the shot off. Like, he is, no matter what happens previously, he's looking to fire that thing every single time he touches the ball. And that's, like, he's... He's getting up double-digit three-point attempts in basically every single game, and like that's that's not easy to do, especially playing and for a guy like Josh. And Lee. there, are, I was just getting ready to say there aren't a lot of guys that have that free. Yeah, and Josh normally doesn't do that, but he understands what he has in Rachel and kind of 
he's the one guy um, along with PJ Nagambi coming back from last year that that started for them and played big minutes. And, and he's going to have PJ Newbo. No, yeah, yeah, and he's going to Nagambi, the old yeah. Westside yeah. Warrior, former Northwest Husky. He and Josh going to maybe have to go young in the backcourt a little bit too. Yeah, and they're kind of figured out and in the front courts and inexperienced again that they're playing with the, the Clawson uh, brothers are starting there. Dylan's a junior, Jonan's a senior, but they both played JV last year. Um, and you mentioned Young in the back, Torn Carter Brown. Marquise Tolliver hopefully will be recovered by the season. Yeah, I'm coming back off the broken fib. Um, I feel so bad with that kid, but. Um, yeah, he said, hey, he was a heck of an athlete. Yeah, he should be back in the mix, hopefully, by the time of the regular season. But for now, Torn Carter Brown's been playing that backup point guard spot um, and has, has played quite a bit and, and done well. Uh, another one of those 2026 kids. Uh, very small, but knows how to play. He's skilled. Um, so um, good for him. And they're still kind of figuring some things out. But um, uh, another standout was Papio South against Fremont that game. Yeah. Fremont's got to find some depth and hopefully they got some multi-sport kids that will help. get Cassio Jensen back, which I think will help. And that's what the deal. So that game, uh, Corian Gallatin, 22 points, 6 of 9 from 3. Jane Cassio Jensen, 20 points, 4 of 8 from 3. And they were hitting some tough shots. Like between those two, um, Corian playing early as, as a freshman. Again, another we'll, we'll see how much he, he grows. It may not matter because he's an elite-level ball handler. Um He's one of those guys, so I've, I've seen him pretty much since he's been in about the fourth grade. You better get a scouting report on him. Don't, don't think about stereotyping, generalizing. He's not very big, looks very unassuming. Well, his change of direction in his basketball IQ is top notch. He looks like one of those guys you maybe would pick last in a game of pickup, and before you know it, in a game of 10, he'll give you 20. <laughs> He can play. And, and I, I was really impressed with Fremont as a whole because that was their third straight game. Somehow it worked out that they played 10, 11, 12, or whatever it was. And so and to get out of there. And they had the lead in the second half. They weren't able to hold on. Papio said eventually he kind of wore them down and pulled away. But um, Bryson Ball, by the way, 21 points. And what a man, four blocks, three steals. He's so long, five boards like that. And that's the deal. Like, he's obviously, you know, of him as a shooter. He's developed so much visibility to still have a good game when he's not shooting well. He was only 2-8 from three and still scored 21 points because of the finishes around the rim, the length. Uh, and he's, you see his skinny frame, and you don't necessarily think a guy that can go in and finish, but he's tough. Kind of almost like Chet Holmgren has for it. Very, very unassuming, too. Kind of stoic, um, really good nature. And I was talking to you off-pod about... Um, additions, right? Guys that show up in, in new places that are kind of just what a team needs. Based, maybe not always, you know, the best player. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about relative to what the team needs. But I was missing Hilkman. Um, and, and what that young team needs that he's joining as a really good fit. Maul Jaw's tenacity and kind of willingness to get after you with some toughness is going to be a good recipe for. Uh, this Southeast, or excuse me, Papio South team, this was guys like Medic and Daniel Brokell, who kind of gave him that, that grit, kind of that toughness. Maul Jaw would be a nice addition for them. He scored 11 points in that game, um, made some nice plays. So. Won't back down either. He played against the league competition. And you put out, obviously, they're small in the backcourt with, with, with uh, Reese. Yeah, Reese Kircher, but um, and Monte Gettings is playing uh, quite a bit for them as a freshman. They've got a number of freshmen, sophomores. Um, they're suiting up like 15 for their, their varsity games, giving a lot of guys chances to, to play a little bit. But 
you got Jaw, you got um, Aiden Miller as a senior, you got um, Ball. Like those are some like interchangeable long kind of pieces that they can play out there. So Jaw definitely kind of unlocks some things for them lineup wise, where they don't necessarily have a, a ton of size, but you can go kind of like West Side, where you go along in the three, four, five spots, and you can change the switch a lot of stuff. Even their smaller guards have those long arms. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's weird, right? That's not so much size as much as it is length. Yeah. Last thing I'll touch on was the Crane team camp um, uh, that happened on Friday and Saturday. I checked it out on Saturday, and for the first game I showed up for was Gretna against Joaquin Northwest. And you and walked into a doozy. Geez, that was a show. Um, if you're not aware, Joaquin Northwest is where Price Sanford went. He played for OSA um, Indiana's team last summer. Was in um, Lincoln on a visit. Yeah, this, uh, he, uh, he his brother is uh, was a freshman in Iowa this past year, but um, Nebraska, Iowa, Drake um, have all offered. And he's playing for D1 Minnesota this summer. He had 38 points, 8 to 12 for Drake. Silky smooth. Pulling up off the dribble, there was this ridiculous sequence where um, running pick and roll, defender goes under, he pulls up, hits a three. Next trip down, they're in transition, catch, trailer three, knock down. And the next time down, um, just kind of ISO, step back even deeper three, buried it, um, like on three straight possessions. And then he kind of capped that little run with the back cut for a dunk. There um, were some times last year for the 16s, I would say, I felt like he carried them offensively, right? You know, if, if Josiah was maybe struggling a little bit or taking a breather or, or you know, Milliken can get him. I thought Sanford, a lot of the time, was, was the guy from the offense. Yeah. Very crafty and a better athlete than the naked eye would appear. And you mentioned point that I thought there were a lot of times where he kind of um, lived on a lot of tough shots. Yeah. And the reason you do that, if you've got the, the talent and the ability for it, is to get to the point where you can hit the shots like he was uh, against right now, where just pulling up dribble from everywhere on the court, uh, knocking down shots, like hand in the face, didn't really matter. Like it, it was just an unbelievable show. And he's a, he's a very talented kid. Uh, but Gretna got the win and they, they pulled out a, a close one down there, um, went down right down to the wire. Um, Gretna, they uh, haven't had Lane of course, he's been out with just a little nagging deal. Um, but Alex Wilcoxon uh, was good in that game. Joey uh, uh, Beach was good in that game. Um, he's got balanced contributions from up and down the lineup. Um, Lincoln East uh, saw them play uh, quite a few times. Carter Nick had a really good day. Yeah, so that's your guy. He and Temple Mar. I, I like to see those guys, you know, flourish, especially Nick, who's a two-sport athlete. I mean, he's shutting guys down on the bump, and then he's turning around and dealing folks fit on the court. Yeah. Well, and that's what he did, like, Pitched a shutout. Uh, yeah, like Friday. Game. Yeah, on Friday, yeah. and then turn around and uh, average 18 a game on 66, 54 shooting uh, over over the, the three games on on Saturday. And then uh, Josiah Dilser, last one I'll mention, really, really good day. It sounded like he had a great camp. 26 points in both of the games I watched. He was four of eight from three in, in both. Um, still dishing out five assists in, in each of those games. So like. Shots coming around, like we know what he can do, getting to the rim, making plays. Like, um, like he, he was really good. That's the Josiah that's like, okay, I know that you've got that yeah. in you. Um, and, and, and you're why. not usually like that with accolades either. That was yeah. one of the first things that you said when we walked in off. Uh, so. Overall, yeah, good weekend at Hoops. Monday was kind of what we see typically on Mondays. Some good games, some not so good games, just kind of the luck of the draw on the hour. Um, 
but overall, um, pretty good week of hoops and looking forward to another one here. Uh, tomorrow we'll both be at uh, Abraham Lincoln. Halfway through, halfway through the, uh, the month, basically. Came and went, yeah. But not without uh, the great stuff from Dick Padilla on Mold TV. It's the rest of the post game. Don't you dare miss us next week. A Huda Media Production.